Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hello, guys. Hello, Xavier. <laughs> Hello to who? Xavier. Xavier, we wanted to say hi to you. You sent us a picture, Xavier, of yourself in the dentist chair, being big and brave. And your mommy told us that you love sleepyhead stories and you have our intro memorized. Welcome to sleepyhead stories today. <laughs> Remember that poem we made? So Xavier, hello. Thanks for listening. And keep on getting those checkups at the dentist, even though Sleepyhead Stories is more fun, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Bye, Xavier. Bye, Xavier. So, hello, guys. And surprise, if you haven't already noticed but I can tell that a lot of you have. We have republished all of our past older episodes before we started reading the Peter Rabbit series. So all your favorite episodes are back for you to listen to. Conchetta's whispering to me. What was that again? What does Rainbowlicious mean? What? What does republished mean? Oh, what does republished mean? Well, first of all, I don't even know if that's a real word. Mommy might have made that up. But I published the older episodes that we read, like books like Someone Farted or The Gruffalo or what was another favorite one we had? Um, The Good Egg. That's right. They weren't up for people to listen to for a while, but now they're back. So they're republished. They're published again. So people can listen to them. And that's fun. And people are. The most listened to one right now is, of course, Someone Farted. Because isn't that just so funny to read books about farts? Right? (laughs) But guys... I remember it. I forgot it for a second. They, they were in the car. Yes. And no one farted. Yeah, no one would admit to it. That's right. And they just called the police. And then a whole bunch of bad things happened, right? <laughs> yes. So, guys, thank you for listening in again. We've gotten everything all straightened out, and we are back. So, there was a couple books left in the Peter Rabbit series that we didn't finish They were mainly like nursery rhyme type of stories. They were shorter little stories. And we aren't going to finish those unless we get an overwhelming response of people that says, please finish those. But uh, they were things like Appley Dappley's Nursery Rhymes and Cecily Parsley's Nursery Rhymes and one or two other short stories. Uh, But I feel like you've gotten the gist of Peter Rabbit. Conchetta begged me to read a different book this week. And I think it's time for us to start. And so this week we are reading what? Do you remember the title you wanted? Freddy Imaginary. That's right. Imaginary Fred. And that's what we're going to read after these 
words. Thanks, guys. It's good to be back. Imaginary Fred by Ewing Koffler and Oliver Jeffers. Headaches are a pain. A bee sting hurts even more. But there is one thing that's worse than getting stung on the head by a bee on a rainy day, and that is loneliness. Being alone is no fun. The first five minutes are okay, but it's downhill from there. And if you're alone, you're alone. It's not as if you can wish a friend to life. Usually this is true. You can wish and wish until your hair stands on end, but no imaginary friend will appear unless... The conditions are just right, and if you add a little electricity, or luck, or even magic, then an imaginary friend might appear just when you need one. An imaginary friend like Fred. Fred floated like a feather in the wind until a lonely child wished for him. Fred was always happy to be summoned, and he tried really hard to be the best imaginary friend he could be. He dressed up, dressed down, played ball, became a ball, and did whatever else his friend wanted to do without once complaining. But no matter how hard Fred tried, the same thing happened every time. One day, his friend would find a real friend in the real world, a friend who did not have to be ignored when grown-ups were around. When this day came, as it always did, Fred would feel himself fade. Usually by lunchtime on the second day, Fred would be most Fred would be mostly invisible, and by bedtime on the fourth day, there would barely be a scrap of Fred left, just enough for the wind to catch and whisk him into the sky, where Fred would stay until someone new wished for him. Fred was glad that his friends found other real friends to play with, but sometimes he wished he had a friend who would need him forever. He dreamed of a friend who liked reading, music, and drama like he did. He imagined them sitting together reading adventure stories and looking for shapes in the clouds. This was Fred's dream. And one day, a lonely boy called Sam wished hard for a friend when the conditions were perfect. Fred appeared and soon realized that Sam was the friend he had been dreaming of. Fred never had so much fun. Sam loved to read just like Fred and was most upset if he didn't get through at least one book per day. When they weren't reading, Sam and Fred would try to understand how the toilet worked. They listened to music on Sam's dad's sound system, which had 13 speakers. Or they would write plays and act them out for Sam's parents. But even though every morning brought new delights, Fred couldn't help but thinking that every evening brought them closer to the day that when Sam wouldn't need him anymore. And that would be the saddest day of his imaginary life. So... Fred decided that he would enjoy every single moment with Sam until that time came. The two friends pretended to be French and studied mime. They made Japanese masks, practiced their classical instruments, and planned their own comic book. 
They called themselves the dr- dynamic, I'm sorry, the dramatic duo. But one day, Sam came home late from a party and Fred felt nervous. He had a flutter in his imaginary tummy. <sighs> Was this the beginning of the end? Was he headed back into the sky? Fred checked his arms and thought that maybe he had faded a little already. When Sam came home, he had an excited look in his eyes. A look Fred had seen before. I made a new friend, Sam told him. She's a girl called Sammy, which is funny because I'm called Sam. She loves to read and has written and illustrated her own comic book series. You're going to love her, Fred. Fred thought he probably would love Sammy if he were able to stay around long enough to meet her. But don't worry, Sam said. Just because I met Sammy doesn't mean I don't need you. You're still my main man. In Fred's experience, there was only room in, in someone's heart for one best friend. I will always be your friend, Fred said. Just promise that you won't forget me. I promise, said Sam, and he meant it. The next morning, Sam was gone when Fred woke up, and there was a note on his pillow. I am meeting Sammy to brainstorm our comic book. Back later, your pal Sam. Comic book, thought Fred. That was our idea, me and Sam. Fred checked his arm again. Definite fading this time. When Sam came home several hours later, Fred called an emergency meeting of the dramatic duo. Okay, Sam, he said. I want to prepare you for what's coming. In a day or two, I will disappear. It's not your fault. It's just that now that you have a real friend, you don't need me anymore. The best thing you can do is let me go without making a scene. Sam did make a scene. He swore he would never let Fred go. But the next day, Sam left the house early again to meet with Sammy, and Fred was left behind. I can see through my hand now, thought Fred. When Sam returned home later that day, he brought Sammy with him. Sammy wore round glasses that made her eyes seem huge. She pulled a cello case behind her on a cart and carried an art bag so she could work on her comic book whenever an idea struck. Sam introduced them. Sammy, meet Fred. Fred, meet Sammy. This is a waste of time, thought Fred. Only people with an imaginary friend can see another imaginary friend. But Sammy stuck her hand out in the exactly right direction and said, Pleased to meet you, Fred. Fred was surprised. He had never been visible to two people before. He shook Sammy's hand. I know you're worried. I won't I don't see you anymore, said Sam. But you're wrong. I need you more than ever. Why? asked Fred. Why do you need me now? You've got Sammy. Two reasons, said Sam. First, I never want to let you go. Fred thought he would cry, and that there was only one reason. That was the only reason, the number one reason. And the number two reason, he asked. Tell him, said Sammy, elbowing Sam the way that friends do. Okay, said Sam. Reason number two is that we need you to be in our quartet. Fred was confused. Quartet means four, he said. There are only three of us. Aha, said Sam like a great detective. That's where you're wrong. Yes, said Sammy, clapping her hands. You're wrong because there are four of us. 
Sammy stepped to one side and Fred saw a small girl with a violin case and a smile that made him want to smile too. This is Frida, said Sammy. Hi, Fred, said Frida, waving her hands. Sam told us all about you. I hope we can be friends. Sammy has an imaginary friend? Fred realized and he waved back. He noticed that his his hand was absolutely solid, not see-through at all. Frida set her violin case on the floor and opened it. We need to practice, she said, or we'll never get to Carnegie Hall. Sammy rolled her eyes. Ah, Frida is so strict, she said to Fred. But you'll get used to it in a couple of years. Years. (laughs) Fred did get used to it. He quite enjoyed being told what to do by Frida with her dazzling smile. The four friends spent all of their spare time together having violin battles, reading comic books, practicing plumbing, pretending to be French, and arguing over what they would call their quartet. They eventually settled on the Quarreling Quartet, which they all agreed was the perfect name. The quartet made their debut at the school Christmas concert, much to the confusion of the audience, (laughs) because the audience can only see two people instead of four. But then something interesting happened. The older they grew, the less time the four friends spent together. Sam and Sammy, it seemed, preferred graphic novels to music, and they left the quartet to concentrate on their comic book series. Carnegie Hall was eventually played, not as a quartet, however, but as a duo by Fred and Frida. (laughs) Yeah. Again, much to the confusion of the audience. And this, dear friends, is the interesting thing that happened. Even though they didn't see their human friends anymore, Fred and Frida did not begin to fade, nor get swept back up into the sky like they had so many times before. Instead, they stuck around, being imaginary friends to each other. They became quite famous in the imaginary community. A statue was commissioned to be erected in the sky above their imaginary house. (laughs) As this was the first case of its kind, imaginary scientists spent years trying to figure out how it even happened. Eventually, they concluded that friendship is friendship. Imaginary or not, the same laws apply. The statue should have disappeared every time a gust of wind came along, but it never did. The end. And on the back it says, just because a friendship is imaginary doesn't mean it's not real. There you go, guys. That was Imaginary Fred by Ewing Colfer and Oliver Jeffers. I hope you enjoyed. Did you enjoy? You're not talking. (laughs) <laughs> Our, enjoy it. you did enjoy it me too it was a sweet story i hope you guys have a great day or a great night and we will talk to you next week bye-bye bye <laughs>
We have photos on there, merchandise. There are links to our Instagram and Facebook pages. You can even send us a message. And speaking of messages, they're our favorite thing about doing this podcast is to hear from you guys. You can even find a link in the show notes and you can send us a voice message that we can publish on a future episode of Sleepyhead Stories. Guys, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We love doing Sleepyhead Stories and we love sharing books with all of you. Have a great day or a great night and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.